Welcome to the Review A New Podcast, where we look at the movies of filmmakers through a modern lens. But uh, we got something a little special, a little different going on for us today. We got ourselves a Kofi request, don't we? We do, yeah. Thank you so much, Royce M., for your request for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. So I wanted to ask first, do you have, like, a, you know, a personal experience with, with the turtles, as it were? No. Uh, really? I mean, well, I mean... I thought they I, were I, universal to every well, they, child, I mean, you know. I, I, have, I have the same universal experience with Ninja Turtles that every other kid Like, did. they were there, I mean, yeah. yeah, like, I watched, I watched the cartoon when I was a kid. I think I might have actually had some Ninja Turtle toys. Like, I think I might have had some little, like... Ninja Turtle action figures at one point, and uh, I remember my dad kind of nerding out about it. Um, but I, I never had a really strong or unique personal connection to them, and I certainly never thought that much. I think the most I ever thought about them as an adult was when uh, someone I was dating had the original comics and was telling oh, me uh. about how dark and gritty the <laughs> the original comics yeah. are. Uh, and and other than that i really you know just hadn't given ninja turtles that much thought yeah for me it was always that sort of thing that was like it was ubiquitously there but like not in a way that you really needed to care about it like you know what i mean like like when you're super young oh of course you think about which one you want to be but as soon as you grow out of like you know defining your favorite character by which color a bandana is you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like anything more complicated but they, i mean they did have different weapons <laughs> yeah, too. That's true, they that's had different true. weapons and slightly different personalities yeah yeah it's true which is it is it uh Raphael's the kind of the stupid one no 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 okay Raphael is the the, the jerk who's always like going out on his own uh Donatello's the smart one uh uh Michelangelo and the other Leonardo. one, Leonardo. Those two, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of inter- yeah, they're, they're the Marion Pippin. In fact, I remember even yeah. in the 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 cartoon show, like with the theme song, it was like their description was just like, "Oh, such and such is cool, but he's fruity or something like that." We're just like, "What? What? <laughs> yeah, this is such a stupid <laughs> description." Oh, oh, I gotta tell you, <laughs> before... wait, did you describe Raphael, which didn't even make any sense? But again, I don't think there was a yeah. lot of thought put into this so, <laughs> so whole franchise. Before we get too far in, I have to, I have to uh, tell you a joke that our other roommate uh, told me today mm-hmm. where uh, April O'Neil announced that she was dating, I think it was Donatello. And mm. that, everyone, that actually makes sense. And uh, everyone reacted in horror and they were like, that's sick, how can you do that? That's yeah, an abomination. Them, yeah. And she was like, what? Because because he's a ninja? Because he's a mutant? Because he's a turtle, you bigot? And they said, no, because he's a teenager, you're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good fucking boy. <laughs> and then apparently somebody said April O'Neil was 16, canonically. No fucking way, she's a reporter. Right, well, that's what I said. I said she's an action news reporter and she's got a really nice apartment. How the hell, I mean, she like an emancipated yeah, minor who just really got lucky with yeah, a career. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Maybe in the original show, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine I... an adult wearing a yellow jumpsuit like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, when this is I gonna be a very serious review, when I guys. when I watched the cartoon, I was like, you know, whatever, like six years old or something, mm-hmm. and so. To me, a 16-year-old was the same as a 24, 25-year-old. There was just, you know, there were big people. I will say this much, though. I do remember, like, watching the cartoon show, and that was just, like, a thing that was around. But I specifically remember, like, the movie being this thing where it was like, oh, my God, there's a movie? I gotta see that. Like, because I was, like... I came to prominence as someone who knew about pop culture, like, you know, seven years after the movie had come out. And I had a similar feeling about, like, the Super Mario Brothers movie, where it was like, oh my god, I love, you know, Mario. I I remember being excited about the Super Mario Brothers movie when I was a kid. And I somehow feel like these are a little bit in the same vein. Yes, exactly. Like, these franchises that Hollywood doesn't really know that much about, but they're like, it's making a lot of money, so yeah, yeah, yeah. throw some money at it, you know, make, make it happen. But I will say, I mean, like, there's a lot more love put into this movie than there is this fucking. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just remember really loving it as a kid, but also Mario was literally the only video game I ever played. (laughs) Was like original. Yeah, I, I, so I am not a gamer at all. Mm. I never play video games. I played Myst a little bit when I was a kid on the computer, but. Uh, but the only actual video game I ever played was that like old school Nintendo sixty four scroller boop 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 mm. Mario. Oh yeah, the, uh, the classic. So, yeah. So that's the one that I got excited about. But Ninja Turtles was just kind of like everywhere, no. and I just didn't have a personal. No, I was different. I used to at Chuck E. Cheese. They had the um, 
the, you know, at Chuck E. Cheese when you're a kid, you know, you're trying to be all economical with how you use your tokens I and just, shit. I spent every moment that I was at Chuck E. Cheese as a kid just wishing I were not there. <laughs> so, <laughs> you ever, like, look back at, like, I, some, some of the way those I things look? They're so creepy. Hated, I <laughs> fucking hated Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. And I went to one as an adult recently. Mm-hmm. I went to a friend's kid's birthday party that was at a Chuck E. Cheese, and they're even worse now <laughs> because they're not scuzzy anymore. Like, they mm-hmm. used to be all kind of dark and scuzzy. Like, there was at least some and sort of like a like weird like, sort of appeal they, they, to them. They were like it was kind of like it had that edginess, and now they're just like too bright, mm. like super brightly lit, huge, so noisy, they went too far the other echoey. <laughs> it's just like it's like hell. It's hell. And I guess we're just on a general like early nineties nostalgia trip now. So I'll oh, try yeah, and bring it down. back in. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna. I, the reason I was bringing it up is because okay, so you know you you try to uh, get all, at, play as many games you can yeah, to yeah. get the tokens to get a cool thing. But the one thing that didn't give you tokens was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. But that was the most fucking fun game. So you're just like, <laughs> that one's the one like, no, no, no. You know you just want to play this. I don't need to exactly. pay. Exactly. That game was like, I don't need to pay you to play me. You just want to play exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was so angry because I was like, it cost fucking four coins. So like, I would always do it like when I, my last four coins or yeah, something yeah. like that. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, that fucking pissed me off. But anyway, um... So let's let's get into this movie. Let's get into this movie. Uh, so we're zooming right past the uh, the first movie, which you know, um, did you ever see that one? I probably watched it on TV at some point. I have literally no memory of it. I didn't realize like the first one came out in 1990 and the second one was 1991. Yeah, that like, was it. Was a really moved. fast turnaround. It was really fast. And you know, it's interesting because I had like really no memory of this no specific memory and it really struck me because going in i didn't expect it to be as muppety as it was yeah I, it's very muppety so, like yeah the, uh, in fact yeah directly the the muppet people are responsible yeah it's, for it. it's jim the i Hinton's, saw jim henson uh, and yeah, yeah. Tur- and in fact they had the rest in peace because he had died like, yeah, right at that time right and the turtles are very not just the way they look and the way they move the the little monster babies mm. or the big monster babies look very very they look like something right Aren't out of and rock for some no, reason but they, the babies look like something right out of labyrinth and even the turtles sort of the way the way that they move and the way that they act and and carry themselves and the way they talk has a very muppety feel yeah, to have you it. ever seen the uh the, the the dinosaur show yeah 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 i think that was part of my appeal for wanting to watch this too because it's like it looks so much like they, that. they do look like the dinosaurs uh, yeah. i, I want to say this one so well, you said you hadn't seen the first one but like just watching the second one, and and I clicked back to to the first one a little bit before we before we started. Like it looks like there's a bit of degeneration going on with like the way they look. It doesn't look as like clean as they, they look. Do. They look grittier, and I don't know. I mean, I was like, is that on purpose or is it cheap? Is what I'm trying to figure. Out. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I was a preschooler. You weren't even born yet. Yeah, because the comic, which I I have not really read a whole lot of, I'm just tangentially familiar with it. But the comic is not for kids. The comic is very much and yes, you know it's really funny because we're gonna get into it. Oh, okay. Oh, you did, did you read it? Yeah, I did. All right. I, I actually read it a couple of months ago, and well, there's more than one comic, but like yeah, the first yeah. one is the one that the first movie is like kind of based yeah. off of, and it's funny to say based off of because it's like a parallel universe of like no, we can't do anything like yeah. bad, so we got to. Well, yeah, I mean the, the comic was you know this gritty. I, is it indie? It's a, it's an indie yes, comic, it was right? Indie yeah, comic, it's this gritty yeah. indie comic, and then black that, and white and everything. Yeah, and then it got because yeah, I remember it being black and white and very like it looked like it was meant to be printed cheaply on Xerox machines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you know the cartoon became this big children's franchise with merchandise and you know all this stuff. So I feel like oh, you know okay. Okay. I mean it's almost like the like Shrek. I'm just thinking of Shrek because you know Shrek is based on a children's book. I didn't know that. Yeah, so Shrek is based on a children's book, and the children's book is... I have not read the children's book, but I, like, read the... the is it, like, you dark know, and gritty, too? Does it, like, no, shit it's, and, like, throw it at the king or something? No, it's, you know, it's a short, it's a short children's book, and it's about... Uh, the ogre has to go and find a woman who's even uglier than he is. And that's the concept <laughs> or something. And it's a kid's book, you know. It's obviously very short. Mm. Um, and I think that... You know, so it just reminds me of that in a way where it's like, yeah, technically, like, there's this source material, but 
what it turned into was something mm-hmm. so completely different from the source material. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the source material is not really part of the franchise. It was just kind of the jumping off point. Yeah, yeah. The, okay, so Mirage Studios did the original uh, run in 1984. Of the comic? Or yeah, they, and it went yeah. to 2015. Good Lord. All right. Uh, and the uh, comic... The Archie comic version is 1988, so that's probably the version so that the, we all know it for. Was the well, was like the, that's where their look I'm probably assuming, so came from. So the Archie from. comic one was based more on, or the Archie comic was the colorful kid. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's so funny now thinking about like also the original comic being a black and white when the turtles are color coded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how well, did you tell them apart? Uh, that's a good fucking point. <laughs> well, just purely through the weapons, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Wait. Uh. Excuse me. Just to get it right. Okay. Uh, the TV show was 87 and the comic was the very next year. So yeah, yeah, it was that type of thing. And this, and this was, I think this was like, uh, this was sort of the catalyst for the, you know, um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, right? Because, you know, yeah. oh, okay, so four words Ninja. that sound cool, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, now that I think about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, well, wasn't And Power- honestly, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers makes less sense. What, they're but, Mighty Morphin, what do they morph into? <laughs> Power Power Rangers was Japanese originally, right? But I think... I think it was but, named something else and they probably, Yeah, but, like, but the yeah, idea yeah. that, but even, like, bringing it into the U.S. and thinking that would take off here probably mm, was the, influenced by yeah, Ninja Turtles. The East meets West sort of, you know, thing yeah. that was going on in the 80s, yeah. you know. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> I Okay, this is just an episode full of tangents, but I just <laughs> I just remembered this. I probably short-lived reality show that was like East meets West, and it was these two life coaches who were supposed to help people get their shit together, and one of them was the West guy, and he was this like corporate, you know, <laughs> like consultant type guy, and then the... The East guy was supposed to be, like, an Asian... Like, he was a white guy. He was a white American Ah, guy. uh, But he was supposed to be, like, advising... But he was supposed to be, like, (laughs) advising people on Eastern spirituality, basically. Or, like, coming at it from, like, a Zen Buddhist perspective. And it's just, like... I I just remembered (laughs) this. And I'm just, like... And even at the time... This was years ago. But even at the time, I was, like, oh, my God. Like, this is so cringy. It doesn't feel like the way you're supposed to do this. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like... I mean, that was much after... That was after the 90s. That was probably like 2000 2010ish or something oh, okay. but I, but but that yeah that east meets west thing has been a, an obsession for a while yeah and and I thought it was interesting because uh you know at the beginning of the movie the words golden harvest came up for the production company and my like I perked up a little bit. I was like, wait a minute. I know that name. And I looked it up. Golden Harvest is the company that, like, all throughout the 60s, uh, the 70s and 80s brought uh, uh, kung fu films, like, to America and popularized, like, Bruce Lee and shit. Like, oh, wow. this company's a big fucking deal. Wait, so is this the, <laughs> is this the company that did the cartoon or the company that... That did the movie. They did the movie. Okay. Yeah, so in, they, in a, yeah, so like basically, yeah, to make this movie, they went to Green uh, Gold Golden Harvest Studios, and in collaboration with uh, um, the Muppet people, made this movie. So oh, wow. like, this is like a so they had like actual kung fu. There's movie talented experts. people behind wow. this shit. I mean, I guess that makes sense. It makes sense for parts of the movie, but other parts are just goddamn ridiculous and i i think i remember hearing something about how like the first movie was too violent so they had to tone it down for the second one but like the way they tone it down here is just well there's insulting a, the, the, when the bad the audition for the bad guys the audition for the foot yeah. is happening like you know these these people are trying out to be bad guy henchmen and they're all like where there it's the cleanest fight <laughs> yeah they're all wearing padding they're all wearing protective gear and just sparring in a very respectful and yeah. safety conscious way and it, it, well, okay so um starting the movie we we get a uh, kino uh who is uh, a a kid who's just a humble pizza delivery man and oh also happens to know kung fu <laughs> but you know okay you know kung, kung fu inspired movie that's just what's gonna happen all right fine <laughs> yeah, it's it's very cheesy. Right at the beginning, he ends up coming into a building where he sees a couple guys robbing the place. Yeah, and then it turns into like twenty fucking guys <laughs> robbing the place because like, how many of these that people? makes sense. Yeah, You're gonna have just like just like a tour bus full of people coming <laughs> in to rob this place, 
And so, of course, you know, he does the, the oh, he's got to fight them all. But he once he kicks the first couple guys' asses, he goes, oh, did I mention I study martial arts? And yeah. it's so cheesy. I, I will say, though, when, like, when I was watching the fight happening, it's like before the turtles show up. So, like, you know, I'm thinking, like, oh, a silly movie. And then when I started seeing, like, He's actually, like, looks like he's doing some fucking moves. Yeah, like, like the fighting is pretty cool. Like, yeah, the, 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 the person-to-person fighting, like, I was like, wait a minute. And yeah. that's what made me go, like, oh, Golden Up. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they actually had people, like, choreog- choreographing yeah. this shit. Yeah, of course. I mean, you have to. And, the, and yeah, the actual fighting was pretty cool. It was just the, the dialogue. Well, then the turtles show up, and uh, in this scene in particular, it is just such fucking kid gloves fighting. Like, there's one part where... He just has a yo-yo and he hits the wall with oh, a yeah, yo-yo. Oh yeah, they keep hitting. They keep hitting people with things that would not hurt to get yeah. hit with. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, guys. Like, like I, I think I even remember as a kid feeling kind of like, like how serious every was kid this is. Every kid has been hit with a yo-yo. It's not like kids do not know what it feels like to get hit with a yo-yo. And then, like right after the yo-yo thing happens, I'm thinking, okay, that's that's the most ridiculous thing. And then right after that is like. Uh, one of them w- w- runs into a clown, which like w- one of those like bopping clowns. Yeah, like, yeah, bopping, the wee- weevils. Back up. weevils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wobble, but they don't uh, and the thing about this fight scene is, is like, there's one or two things where you'd be like, "Ooh, that was really cool." Ooh, that was really cool. And then there's other moments where it's just like, there's a bunch of guys in the background, and no one's really commencing to fight anyone, and it's just like, yeah, so we're gonna do I something mean, because it's kind of that action movie cliche of the henchmen, the bad guys, just helpfully wait one at a time to. <laughs> You know, they don't just all like dogpile on the hero, uh, but, but it, it, it like it, it was. But particularly you see egregious. them hesitating. Yeah, yeah, it's so obvious. But it's particularly egregious in one scene where it's just like they, they just happen to be in another room where like the fighting's taking place in the back, and one of the, the henchmen just like runs by and like he sees the the turtle who's now like replaced the weeble wobble guy, and he goes like, "Huh?" and he like pokes him, and you know he bobs and then bobs back to him and like hits him like hits him in the nose with the fucking oh something on your shirt thing, and he's like, "What? That's not a." It's a fighting move. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, uh, and, oh, yeah, and then, like, so the guy goes, like, oh, he gets annoyed, and then he pushes him, and then he goes forward and picks up a Nerf fucking styrofoam wouldn't hurt a fucking fly thing and just, yeah. like, bops it with, not styrofoam, it, but, like, a Nerf, you know, that type of fabric where it's, like, super soft. Yeah, yeah. And he just bops it with it, and it was just, like, is this not supposed to be a fight scene? And I know, it's a movie for kids, but, like, but fucking still, like, cool kids, kids aren't stupid. <laughs> yeah, and... exactly. It's insulting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah. I remember yeah, your wife was bringing up at one point where he's like, Kino, it, just like when he walks around with the pizza, it's always like at this angle. And it's just like, what? You're a pizza delivery man. Oh, Get yeah, the pizza like right, goddammit. <laughs> it was like he was trying to, uh, it was it was like he was trying to uh, hide the brand. Cause yeah. They, wasn't it they had a deal with Domino's or something? Maybe or, in the first movie. In the first movie and then they that, that fell through. So they were like hiding what pizza it was or something. I, I wrote down, uh, it actually is cool. Some, some of the points, uh, some of the fight scenes with the turtles, but it's later in the movie. And it's in a way that feels kind of like, why wouldn't you want to showcase the cool, you know, these guys moving around in these suits, like, in a way that's like, holy shit, how are these guys moving around in these big-ass suits? You know, like, that, that's where I think my enjoyment of the film, or anyone's a fil- uh, enjoyment of the film as an adult can come from, right? Like, It's just the Im- how impressive it is that they're maneuvering. Yeah, yeah, the, the spectacle of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why the first scene particularly is kind of annoying, because it's like, they're not doing that much, you know? And so, like, later on it's cool, but it's just like, well, this initial setup was kind of like, yeah, and Yeah, wh- and why start on a weak note like that? Yeah, know? yeah. Um, and, and of course the, the thugs don't have guns or anything like that, but you know, I was like, all right, maybe they're low level thugs. They weren't expecting any trouble. Fine. Big question here. Why is no one screaming in sheer terror at these more large turtles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I specifically watched back the first movie. There was a scene where April O'Neil first sees them and she's like, there's a fucking scream session for like a I minute do, and a half. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember that scene where she sees the, so I must've seen it on TV at some mm. point. Cause I remember her screaming at the sheer appearance of the turtles. And yeah, it's like, I don't care how professional you are. You see that. You never seen that before. You're going to freak out a little <laughs> yeah, bit. I don't care if it is New York. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, we both lived in, you've lived in New York, right? Yeah. 
Well, I've been there for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like we we've like both been to New York. Like y- you don't see giant turtles walking around everywhere. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was different in the pre you know pre Giuliani. Oh York, yeah, but, you know the, yeah. the wild wild west of uh, New York back in the day. Yeah. I was actually um I was listening to a podcast where they're talking about the Batman movie and how it kind of like relates to you know the politics of the time. Mm-hmm. You know the idea of like you know crime is this amorphous thing that bad people just do and you know you just rather need than to, like you yeah know, things walk. that people do for a purpose yeah right. yeah yeah and so like this movie kind of maybe lightly falls into that i think i remember the first movie being hitting more of that angle uh especially with the you know oh this i remember in particular uh because in in the 80s and maybe early 90s there was a whole thing of like ooh, don't let your kids go to arcades because they're selling drugs and yeah that was oh, the yeah. thing that was a scaremonger thing it's like it's just like in general as soon as you look back at these things it's like this is just parents being scared of their children being independent you yeah. know <laughs> um but yeah oh you know, if you go to the arcade, you know, oh, you might get some drugs sold to you or something crazy like that. So, you know, it's kind of building off of that. Oh, you know, if you go to this Foot Clan, oh, they got video games for you. Oh, is, is, look how they're tempting the children, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I remember as a kid, my favorite uh, character was Donatello. And I remember even as a kid, like, having that, you know, feeling of just, like, knowing, like, Donatello's, like, the only one who's allowed to hit anyone with a weapon, you know? Because, like, yeah. I mean, sure, uh, uh, you know, the guy with the uh, nunchucks, but, you know, that, that's harder to, you know, deal with, and you, you're going to hit yourself. But, like, Donatello, oh, quarterstaff, yeah, I could probably fuck it and fuck with that, you know? But, like, I remember looking at the other ones, it's like, oh, yeah, you have size and you have a sword, and you could never actually hit anyone in this cartoon show or else, you know fucking blood and we can't yeah. do that for a kid show you know which I think they brought weird, it up in a robot chicken skin yeah ones. which is a weird standard there's this thing and, and this is literally like something that plays into the ratings of movies which is why you see a lot of <coughs> uh, like PG movies with a lot of violence but mm. like you don't see the consequences of violence so like mm. you could see somebody getting you know smacked around thrown across a room you know hit by a car whatever yeah. all this stuff but the ratings, the the people who the MPAA or whatever, determine the ratings based on things like the blood that you see. Mm. And so, by their logic, if you see somebody like getting smacked in the face with a, like a you know with a refrigerator door, <laughs> and there's no consequence to it, it's a lower, it's like a more family friendly rating than if you see like there's blood and it's a realistic consequence. So they're literally saying it's better for children if you see grotesque <laughs> violence with no consequences. Yeah, it's people not thinking it's about com- the- completely <laughs> nuts. It's completely nuts. Um. But yeah, uh, it, like, and there are so many moments in this movie where, like, I remember even as a kid just going, like, um, you guys have sharp weapons. Do something with, like, they're just on your backs. Like, are they just there for fucking show? Like, there's literally a point where they're caught up in a, like, a, a rope net. And it's like, they're, you know, they're struggling and, oh no, we might have to face our death. So it's, like, it's not even in, about cutting a person. Exactly. It's like, cut the rope. Yeah, cut like, the rope. Fucking use your goddamn weapons. Okay, so, you know, there's the secret of the ooze and uh, Shredder returns because he just does. In the fucking first movie, we see him get crushed with a goddamn cr- uh, trash compactor and... He's just fine now. He just kind of, he, he does the fucking Night of the Living Dead where his hand comes up out of the trash and he's just, he's got a couple of scrapes, you know, a couple of, looks it legit looks like they just put like red Play-Doh on his fucking yeah. parts of his face. And it's just like, oh no, but he's good though. It's like, what? Like maybe if they would have done something like, oh, maybe the ooze got to him or something like that. But no, it's just like, ah, fuck yeah. it, we need a sequel. Um, oh, can we real quick, can we just take a moment to appreciate the opening shot of just all the different New Yorkers from all walks of life eating pizza? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty, that was pretty delightful. They, they had that nice, you know, they had to give you the setup, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> um, what was I saying? Uh, um... Oh, yeah. So, so you know, I, I wrote down this piece of dialogue. Uh, he, he, you know, Shredder's talking to his right-hand man. He's like, these are the two most vicious animals you could find. And it's a dog and a snapping turtle. Is it a dog or a wolf? Cause it, oh, a wolf. Yeah, yeah. A wo- but, yeah. And it's not to say that, you know, like, a Sna- snapping turtle's not dangerous, but... I mean, snapping... No. You can outrun it. Like, you know? I mean, yeah. A snapping turtle? Well, I mean... (laughs) Those things are big and lumbering. I mean, yeah, but like... Their heads move... Their necks move really quick. Yeah, but... And also the turtles are turtles. Yeah, no, no, no. But what I mean is, 
the two most vicious animals you get. You can I mean, go to a said, fucking pet shop and get a snake, said, motherfucker. He said vicious. He said vicious. Those snapping turtles, if you go to the National Zoo, <clears throat> if you go to the National Zoo and you see that fucking snapping turtle, that thing will, like, like he wants to murder you. No, he'll he can come, bite your fucking he'll hand off. Up, he'll swim up to the glass and be like, come here, just come here, just come yeah. here. That fucking turtle at the zoo, I have a, I have a thing with him. Like, <laughs> every time I go hey, there. Maybe, it's a, maybe, maybe I, I got it fucked up, and it's like, uh, what, what what's that one animal? Uh, I think it's hippopotamuses. Oh, yeah, it's like, you actually kill the most people, yeah. And they're, like, super <laughs> dangerous and vicious. Yeah. No, snapping turtles are evil. Uh, and, and wolves are, you know, wolves, so. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and then. Uh, I'm wearing, I'm wearing my, uh, my three wolf moon shirt, actually. Oh, really? Wow. Right now, except it's not actually You'd three wolf moon. You'd be the most moon. internet person right it's now. It's not three wolf moon, <laughs> it's three moon moon moon. Moon. God damn it. Do you remember Moon I, Yes, Moon? I know what you're talking it's about. It's three Moon Moon Moon. <laughs> I love this shirt. It's got holes. I'm still wearing it. Anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm being very internet. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah, they, they get a wolf and a snapping turtle. Yeah. And, you know, they, they transform them into not Bebop and Rocksteady, which again, this is like, I just love why? how mad you are that they're not Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> but it's, it's just a, such a confusing decision because it's like in any alternative universe where, hey, we're making a movie about, you know, this franchise and, oh, hey, don't we want to call back, you know, certain characters? Which is just, no. <laughs> I wonder you know? if there's a story there. Like, I'm wondering. They couldn't wondering... get the licensing in time or some shit. I mean, I can't imagine that those characters would be harder to get the license for yeah. than, unless it was like they were created by a specific person or something, but. Yeah, see, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, I remember just like, you know, again, this is a movie for babies, I get it, but like, <laughs> there's so many times it's like, okay, they're ninjas, and you know, the rat. The rat guy, I want to call him Shredder. Splinter. Splinter. Uh, uh, you know, he's always talking about, like, you must, you know, be stealthful like the ninja and the this, that, and the third. And, like, there's, like, two times where they just walk into the middle of a warehouse. Like, they don't even try to creep around. And it's just, like, and this, this one point where he's like, oh, if someone was going to spring a trap on us, they'd do it right about, it's like, get out of the way then. <laughs> like, where, where, where's your stealthiness? What they're the fuck not, they're not very ninja-like. <laughs> you, you think you'd especially have to be if you look like, you know, someone that people could spot? <laughs> you know? They don't exactly... You can't uh, even walk down the street stealthily, like, yeah. uh, to, to the degree that a normal person could, and, yeah. And, and as far as the plot is concerned, so, you know, there's two sort of threads going on. There's Shredder, who just wants to get revenge on the Turtles for the last movie, even though it's literally impossible how he would have survived. So, like, his plot thread doesn't even, like, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, as soon as you think about it, it's just like, you shouldn't even be here today, you know? Like, you're not even <laughs> supposed to be here today. <laughs> nice, nice callback. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah. like, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the second plot line is, is the secret of the ooze, which is the, you know, the, the subtitle of the movie, which is, you know, this this uh, uh, company, this corporation has been uh, disposing, uh, uh, you know, this ooze, you know, really uh, uh, sloppily or whatever. And uh, th th there was, like, a scene where you see, like, these overgrown dandelions who that look yeah, like Yeah, which, huge. those dandelions were so fucking cool. Yeah, it was really like, cool to see it. Just yeah. kudos to the props department, because those dandelions literally, like, they looked like, I believe that was a giant mutant dandelion. Yeah, that was kind of cool to see it. So, they didn't look, like, fake. They looked like giant dandelions they mm -hmm. were amazing and even like i think a guy like picks one he breaks it off yeah i like, I mean, like it, it was very tactile it. yeah the way yeah. it snapped I, yeah i don't know who was responsible for those but they that, those were amazing yeah and so you know the whole thing is uh, and of course we have april o'neill as a reporter trying to get to the you know trying to get to the bottom of this so we see him oh, okay plot threads coming together and you know you find out oh uh the thing about it is they are directly the, the turtles are directly affected by it because it's how they became who they are and they didn't know about that so i kind of thought that was kind of cool the way they like they made the move like they made the existence of this movie matter you know what i mean right, right. like it, it, shredder is kind of a dumb plot thread that they just kind of have to keep because that's the bad guy that everyone knows but i kind of like how they like expanded on them as characters you know yeah because there's one scene where like you know donatello's like man that's all we are we're just an accident you know like i thought that was actually kind of a cool moment and you see like yeah uh, yeah actually that was kind of the one thing that really stuck out to me mm. um and you know, I will say, like, I 
had a hard time paying attention to the movie all the way through. I had a hard time absorbing things, uh, which is as much to do with just me and my, you know, brain as anything to do with the movie. But the one thing that really stuck out to me was that sort of philosophical moment of, you know, the, the turtles want so much for there to be this like intention and meaning behind their creation. And the idea that it was an accident is upsetting to them because they're like, well, what's the point of existence? And the fact is that, most of us are here by accident. Mm. I mean, you know, obviously, like some of our. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I'm saying, like, obviously, sometimes your parents. Look, int- condoms weren't that well used before the 80s. <laughs> no, no, no. But, yeah. I mean, I'm saying, like, obviously, sometimes your parents intend to have a baby, mm. but uh, unless your parents are like weird millionaires who are genetically designing you, and even then, you know, who you are as an individual is up to chance and so the idea that you know we're all here basically as a fluke and you know so the idea that these turtles have been thinking their existence has some you know great meaning behind it something written in the stars that's what he said right and then realizing that like everybody they just happened to be born and happened to be created and and that they've been making their meaning all along is that mm. that's that was an interesting moment and he said uh in fact uh splinter says don't confuse the specter of your origin with your present worth i thought that was like a really good that fucking is, line yeah that is a really good line <laughs> um so uh, uh and i put down another quote the fucking british scientist who's totally a bad guy by the way like right like i was so confused <laughs> to kind of like forget about how yeah i was plays a role in this i was confused at his treatment <clears throat> from like midway through the movie because Mm -hmm. from at the beginning he seemed like very clearly a bad guy and then he he gets interviewed by O'Neill and he's like you know putting on the nice face I'm like oh we're just trying to do what we can right and seeming super sketchy and then you know and then in the middle you know they're working with him and I've seen storylines where somebody's you know working with the enemy but I didn't get a sense that that's what they were going for. It didn't feel like working with the enemy. It just yeah. felt like, oh, here's this ally who's helping us. And there wasn't a sense of danger. There wasn't a sense of... It's like, of, you are a bad guy who's like, profiting off of this, like, like messed no, up there, ooze there being, didn't, you know. There didn't seem to be any question of whether they could trust him or anything like mm-hmm. that. So that was just... Yeah, it did seem like they just sort of forgot that he was a bad guy. <laughs> well, let's just jump right into it. The fucking rap concert... <laughs> So yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there's a fight scene going on, you know, they're doing all, all, all uh, no, wait, actually it isn't the, the cool fight scene. What happens first is the, the thing where, you know, Shredder, uh, uh, blackmails them so that they have to, uh, come down to, uh, a warehouse to, you know, fight. I can't remember these, Rizar and something. Yeah, the, the giant. Rizar and Jizza, whoever the, the fuck The they're. giant mean babies who are, by the way, just so fucking cute. Yeah, when, when it, he first meets them, that's really cool. He's, he's, you know, trying to be all cool. He's like, you know, like, uh, uh, two monsters come to me and sh- and sh- prove your worth to face me. And they're like, you know, prove that I am your master, you know, da, da, da. And, and they go like, ma, ma. And they look at each other, mama. And they are, yeah, they're, they're and, and it's, they it's, it's such a Muppet moment. Yeah. It's such a Muppet moment. And, and he, it's he so great. Over, he kicks over the door. He's so angry. He's like, babies. They're fucking babies. I mean, he's fucking, but he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, tor- the turtles have been lured to fight these two mm-hmm. mutant creatures. A certain doom. Yes. And, but, but they've come prepared. They, they, they got a bit of a, you know, they're working with the scientists to uh, make an anti-venom uh, for the, uh, f- for whatever the fuck concoction ooze thing is that got into them. And they're giving them these, like, Jelly donuts or something like that? Yeah, they 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 have jelly donuts. They're trying to feed ooze to the mutants because that's going to... If they feed the ooze to the mutants, it will unmutate them. Yeah. They're trying to feed ooze, goop, to these things, and they hide it in jelly donuts. How do you think you would hide goop in jelly donuts? How would you hide something gooey and oozy in a jelly donut? Well, of course. Of course they freeze it into little ice pellets and <laughs> stick it into the donut. It's like, what? 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 That's it makes, the least helpful way of doing this. It makes that. zero sense. And then it makes zero sense. And then the the baby monsters eat the donuts and but they well, like they, they eat one or two and they, they figure one, out and they, that they it, figure yeah. it out so they don't actually ingest the stuff mm-hmm. and uh 
now while this scene is happening now they closed you know they got the camera real close to the to the characters to be like oh let's see what's unfolding but like right outside of the frame there's all the foot clan guys like does no one have like a blow dart or something like what is no one doing <laughs> you know like there's just parts where it's just particularly egregious it's like okay shredder has the advantage he could do whatever he wants and they're just gonna stand there and let them spring this obvious booby trap with this food? Like, what? <laughs> you know, it's just like, they didn't try to make this make sense, you know what I mean? Um, but then, you know, the, the fighting uh, commences, goes on, and eventually uh, one of the guys throws them through a door, and, you know, he bobs, he, you know, bangs through the door, and all of a sudden, what? Bright lights is a concert, everyone dressed like it's still the 80s, even though it's 1991, because the 80s didn't end until, like, 1993, you know? <laughs> and then, what is a, a concert in a club with vanilla ice and the posse? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, they're, they're freaked out. Of course, no one's fucking screaming their heads off, because I guess everyone's just fucking, you know, high on cocaine, and they just assume I, it's a it's a fucking show. I mean, one guy do, is like, do oh, people do coke at vanilla ice concerts? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, so, hmm, I don't know the exact audience for that. I don't, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, who who is the yeah, audience the for thing. vanilla ice? Vanilla ice. Uh, Vanilla Ice's pro audience probably skewed a lot younger, but they couldn't show that in the movie where they need to make him cool. So, <laughs> you know, they have to have a lot of, like, adults, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, everyone's watching, uh, you know, them run into the room and the fight is taking place. And, you know, Vanilla Ice is like, oh, wait a minute, I think I feel a song. Hold on, guys, run that beat back. So while there is a <laughs> fight going along, he's he's sitting there with the, with the turtle rap there. Yeah, the turtle rap. And the, and here's okay. Can I just go say, ninja, and, you go know, ninja, go. you're the rap critic. Uh, I am in no means a music or a rap expert of any kind, but okay. So there's a scene where the guy's like, "Hey, like he's on the phone, and it's it's a straight up rip off of of Back to the Future." But he's on. <laughs> you the know phone, your cousin like, Marvin Barry. <laughs> but but the guy's on the phone. And he's like, "Hey, you know that fresh new sound you were looking for?" He says something like that. It's like it's not a fresh new sound. It sounds like it's from 1985. That's the thing. Like, this this song... is it is it is the most like throwback and not even. No, in a you're cool absolutely way. right. It's you're like, absolutely right. The fucking... It's not fresh at all. Just because no. he's rapping about turtles doesn't mean that it's fresh. <laughs> My thing about it is, there's one part where he is like, yo, it's the New Jack Swing groove. And I'm like, this isn't New Jack Swing. This is like fucking UTFO, like 1983 type of fucking beat. You know what I mean? It's just, it just sounds so like old fashioned. Like dated and... even for that time. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like the idea that... that because he's saying something about turtles, that would be in it's an exciting, fresh new sound. Now, yeah, just, oh, the subgenre that would come from this it's uh, like that's, turtle rap. That's not that's not how music works. That's not how <laughs> anything works. Yeah, this and the the song from the first movie, T U R T L E Power. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, and it's like it's not even like okay, whatever. It's a dorky, you know, it's a dorky song for a kids movie. That's fine. But, like, don't make out like it's some kind of musical revolution. Yeah, That's, exactly. I, it's like, it's like, not, you're overplaying like, it. It's, like, it's not the song that annoyed me. It's that somebody sitting there and, and jerking off the song yeah, in the yeah. movie. Like, like, stop it. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get to sit there and talk about how awesome it is. And especially with the hindsight of, like, I'm sure at the time, you know, Vanilla Ice was, you know, white hot and so everyone. But it's just like, <laughs> but it's like the, probably the absolute next year. It was just like... Oh, and he was in the fucking shitty Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> you know? I, I want to say the the Go Ninja, Go Ninja. Yeah. I think is also in the Ninjago theme song. Like it's not the Ninja. I know what you're. T oh yeah, don't they say yeah? They say Go Ninja. Because it's a different song. Because they just go Ninjago. Ninjago or something like that. Mm. But like I and think Vanilla that, Ice I might might be uh you know I mean he's getting some... he's getting his uh he's getting his just desserts for for that bullshit he pulled with uh under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Bucky, you don't get your <laughs> Um I will say though, it is probably the best thing Vanilla Ice has ever been in. <laughs> I mean I mean uh, have yeah. you seen the coolest ice movie? <laughs> uh his, his vanity project. I think I th I don't I haven't seen that I think I watched a YouTube video where somebody like broke mm -hmm. it down or maybe it was a cracked article I think it was, it was probably a, a cracked I article I think it was a cracked article I have trouble remembering what medium I ingested information in sometimes but mm -hmm. I think it was a cracked article so so um 
And this is the scene where actually I think some of the best fighting is. Like, there's a scene where uh, one of the ninjas does like a triple kick where he's like hitting his face and hitting his stomach like back and forth. And I was like, I just saw that moment. I was like, holy shit, that oh, was really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, you know, you have that moment of like seeing, that's what it is. The coolness of this movie comes from the weight of like, holy shit, people in costumes are actually doing this. Yeah. And that's the one scene where it feels really cool that it's happening, you know, where they're making the best out of it. Because they're, they're, they're not holding back like they are in a lot of the other Yes. Scenes. You see them doing flips. They're doing like fucking capoeira shit at one point. It's just like, oh shit, this is really fucking cool. Yeah. So for this one two minute sequence that is unfortunately soiled by a vanilla ice song. <laughs> it's just such a weird choice because it's like, I, I guess they were just really wanting to bank on the novelty of Vanilla Ice because... Oh, precisely. That was it, the big get, probably. Yeah, because it just doesn't make sense. Like, the, his reaction to this, like, fight with a bunch of mutants and ninjas and mutant ninjas happening yeah. all around him. It's just, like, not how any human being would react. And it's it, just not... Yeah, and it also just doesn't make sense because, like... There was this big fight scene that was just happening. All this, you know, uh, punching and kicking and throwing people around. Like, nobody, like, like not and even also, didn't like, hear it. But, like, song... how the fuck does this take place right next to each other? A club is right next to this fucking abandoned warehouse. Like, what the well, fuck? <laughs> also, the song is not, like, about, he's like, oh, I've got this idea for a song. And the song is just about, like, these turtles are cool yeah, the turtles it's, they're on a mission and yeah it's not <laughs> it's like such generic shit yeah the first lyrics yo it's the green machine what what the green machine i think that's is, a smoothie is that what they're <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm like what the fuck is he talking about is that what their is that what their pseudonym was i don't remember that the green machine like who is he referring to just one of them like all four of them are collective green machine like, I, what the fuck? I guess <laughs> Uh, uh, it's like also they're moving so fast and like there's so much chaos in that dark club like how would he even be able to tell that they were turtles yeah like, yeah they just yeah from far away in that dark ass fucking club like yeah, that's yeah. not you don't see a bunch of chaos and a bunch of hulking figures fighting in the distance in a like they, dark and crowded club and go oh clearly those are gigantic mutant turtles yeah exactly <laughs> but yo it's the green machine gonna rock the town without being seen have you ever seen a turtle get down? <laughs> I have seen a turtle get down. They make really upsetting noises and they sound like humans. They sound like little old men. Have you ever have you ever seen it have you no. ever when turtles fuck? Uh, they go they, Oh, you're there when they're like knocked over or something. No, no, no. When turtles fuck, they go eh. Oh, I've seen that eh. video. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Eh. And they sound like people. They go eh. They sound like really nonchalant. They go eh. Lyrics fill in the gap? Drop that bass and get the ninja Wait, wait, wait. Literally, does it say lyrics fill in the gap? Lyrics fill in the gap. That just seems like a note he forgot to finish writing this song. It's like, like, continued on next page. Wow. Printer, low on tonal. (laughs) But yeah, so, um... So, but, you know, regardless, it was the best part of the movie, <laughs> um, which is saying something. <laughs> um, and I did like the way it, it, it with, uh, you know, the, the, the second in command dude got taken out with the, the four way uh, shell slam. You know what I mean? I thought that was kind of like cool to just end it like that. And I do remember uh, in the Injustice 2 video game uh, when you play as a. Uh, uh, one of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, they were a surprise uh, uh, four-way character that you could choose from. Um, they, they do the shell slam for their final move. So I was like, oh, it's cool that, that that little reference is there. Before we end this review, uh, I wanted to I wanted to go over just a couple of things that I thought was interesting. So uh, you said you didn't remember how the first movie went. Nah. So it, I looked up the the like a good synopsis of how how the actual. Uh, First comic goes, right? After the Turtles defeat the Purple Dragon Gang, uh, they evade the police and enter the sewer. Master Splinter tells the Turtles for the first time their origins and asks the Turtles to kill the Shredder. I trained you for a purpose. I, I need you guys to go kill this guy, okay? And like, they're under no threat. There's nothing that's going to happen to them. 
they could have just lived their lives like and gone on whatever other fucking missions. Literally, it was I have a vendetta, and the only reason I'm raising you is to go complete this mission for me. Which again, they didn't know this was gonna be a fucking kids show, so like yeah, you know, yeah. they were probably just like, hey, we got you know this cool concept, whatever the fuck. Ah, they sent them out to do this mission, but I just think it's funny because like in you know the movie, it's like you know completely flipped, where it's like oh, especially in this movie, oh, the Shredder's going after them and trying to you know just wants petty revenge on them but like when you look at the it's origin it's actually splinter's yeah. petty revenge <laughs> this is like splinter fuck let it go <laughs> you know but uh the origin is like you know um so uh splinter's trainer uh had a wife that he loved dearly but another but he was his trainer was a part of the i mean his trainer but his owner was a part of the foot clan and uh, the you know the original Foot Clan, which is like this corrupt group in in Japan, and uh, he, he, you know there was a, a a friend of his that wanted uh, his it, the master's wife, right? And he was all jealous and shit. He was like, "I will have you." Burr, burr. And so uh, uh, this whole fight ensues. Uh, he's like, uh, he ends up killing the, the, the guy that's jealous, and he's like, oh no, you know, the code of honor says if you kill another person in your clan, you either have to, you know, kill yourself or, you know, run like a chicken, so he chose run like a chicken, and he went to New York, and, but the brother of the guy that was killed is the Shredder, who decides to go and kill the master, so... Uh, Splinter essentially wants to revenge kill the guy who revenged killed the, his master. It's just like, I thought it was like a direct thing, you know, where it was like, yeah, oh, that's hey. Yeah, very convoluted. Yeah, exactly. And I think they probably smoothed it out in the first movie because I think I remember it just being like, no, you killed my master. You know, you dirty rat, you killed my master. And, you know, and he's going to kill him. Yeah. Uh, but I just think it's funny, the original is, yeah, there's that extra convolution of like, wait, what, you're going to kill, wait, and he's not the person who killed your master. He's he's the person who wants revenge for, for the other person killing them. <laughs> yeah. It's just revenge on revenge on revenge. But, you know, that's what all these kung fu movies are kind of about, you know, because like, you're not here for the fucking plot, you're here yeah. for the ass kicking. Yeah. And if only there was better ass kicking in this movie, like, even if you're doing a kid's version of it, like, come on, don't insult our intelligence, you know, with the fucking yo-yos and the fucking soft ass styrofoam fucking, like, come on, you know? But, um... Yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting to see that original uh, original uh, meeting. Oh yeah, and the way the uh, the way they originally defeat the Shredder, right? So in the first movie, you know, oh, you know, uh, it's the anticlimactic thing where you know the Shredder, after years of training and being a fucking badass and doing all this, you know, ninja shit, he just runs at uh, 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 Splinter at full speed with a with a spear and just like ah! And then Splinter just, like, takes out a nunchuck and just, like, flips him over the building. Like, real easy. And, you know, I think, uh, um, the guy with the mask, uh, turns... Shredder? No, no, Wait. no, uh, the guy that's on their side. I can't remember oh, who it was. Uh, he was a uh, hockey... He had a hockey stick. Um, he, you know, hits the lever on the trash compactor and that kills him. In the original comic, uh, um, let me see, uh... The Shredder is defeated. Leonardo hands Shredder one of his swords to kill himself with. Shredder then pulls a grenade. Donatello knocks him from the roof and he explodes in midair. That's Holy how it shit. originally happens. Wow. <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, you know it's funny? Like, this movie feels like it's being told from the perspective of, like, the person who was actually kind of maybe more wrong in the situation. But, like, they're smoothing over, you know, some of the details yeah, to make it seem like yeah. they were kind of the good guys. You know? <laughs> Which is like, you know, in reality, I, I don't know. Both of these sides are kind of fucked up. But, you know yeah. what? The turtles look cool. So, I guess they're the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my overall thing with the movie was, like, I can't say I enjoyed it, but there were moments, you know, some of the fighting was really cool, the puppets were cool, the giant dandelions were cool, mm. uh, you know, the, I appreciated the opening scene with the pizza, I thought that was a yeah. nice cinematic I remember the credits motion. were, like, too large for some reason, remember mm. that? Yeah, the credits were, like, really big and also seemed to... Well, I think they were trying to do something kind of clever because the credits were, like, following bodies Oh, yeah, around. there was one point where that happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it wasn't 
consistent. It was like yep. sometimes the credits would just pop up like normal credits, and sometimes they would sort of like follow a tumbling body. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it, it would have been cool if it was like, oh yeah, yeah. They had the consistency. Uh, oh yeah, I wrote another quote from the uh, from the book. Uh, Raphael guards my right side. I sense his body quivering with tense energy, waiting to be triggered into savage slashing release. <laughs> savage slashing release. Oh my goodness. And again, it just made me think about the fact that they never use these weapons. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. But uh, going into it, so I had a had a had a bit of a uh, you know uh, a deeper reading of the movie that I kind of wanted to kind of wanted to Go hit you it. with. The real lesson is don't trust big corporations because they're cheapskates who will most definitely cut costs whenever they can. If, even if it means poisoning the, sol- the soil below us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, well, I think that was sort of a given. I think that was less of the point of the movie and more just a given but, going in that you know big corporation is bad. They're, they're you know, big corporation is bad and creates toxic waste, especially in the 80s, early 90s, mm. before a lot of regulations got put in. Mm. I mean, they used to get away. I mean, and unfortunately, some of them are political, but... Um, you know, but, but I think it was sort of the premise going in is that, you know, like we said, we, we immediately knew that British doctor was a bad guy because he's working for the big corporation that unleashed toxic sludge everywhere. Like, you know, I think, I think it's, um, but I think it's interesting how like, even, you know, this kid's movie like still has that, like, like by nature of like, you know, just this is what's going on in the zeitgeist at the time. It's like, it's going to make its way into a movie like this. And it it makes its way way into it in a sort of natural way because it's like, oh yeah, you already have the idea of these mutated turtles. And I thought about it in the same way of, you know, like this is kind of the 90s American version of Godzilla, right? You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A grim reminder of the consequences of unchecked powerful men, the message of which will be downplayed so that they can make a killer profit being sold as cute toys to kids. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Now that you think about it, because you know Godzilla was a, a atomic weaponry, mm-hmm. was you know a reaction to atomic weaponry, and then the turtles are a reaction to corporate greed yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and environmental destruction. So yeah, that's that's a really interesting take. Yeah. So uh, that's our review of the yeah, movie. You know, you uh, see, I, we, we were going to wrap it around to something important, right? Yeah. yeah. Social commentary. Got to have it. Uh, thank you so much for uh, the Kofi request. If you want to request a movie, go to kofi.com slash rap critic. Uh, that should be the main one because I have two ones. I have one for going off and I have one for rap critic. So go to that one, Kofi, ko-fi.com slash rap critic. And uh, after this, we're going to get back to our you know regularly scheduled reviewership or whatever. Uh, I'm actually going to be uh, uh, doing some stuff with the Wayne brothers. You know, we're going to see how that all unfolds. Just, you know, stay tuned and you'll see how it, how it all comes out. But uh, until next time, uh, I'm the rap critic. I'm Evan. Evan. I don't need a I don't need a title on it. I'm just I'm just Evan. But yeah, we, we are the review a new crew. There we go. <laughs> there we review go. Review a new crew. Yeah, the review a new crew. Uh saying <laughs> peace out to you. I don't fucking <laughs> See you next time. Alright, peace. <laughs>